0: I'm Dr. Mila Brugic, and we're joined with Dr. Nick Sestilio, where we're going to be talking about giving each other a hand on the OI show. Nick, thank you for joining us again on the show. Um, you actually had one of the highest viewed shows that that we had in our Optometric Insights history. So it was it was an awesome conversation talking about those critical first three and a half years out of optometry school. But for those that didn't um, get a chance to listen to the previous episode, Nick, can you share with the audience just a little bit about yourself, where you practice, where you went to optometry school?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Mila. And again, I really, really appreciate the opportunity to come back on. We had a great time the first time and I'm, I'm happy to be back on again. Um, so, yeah, so just a little bit about me. Um, so I graduated from uh, SUNY College of Optometry uh, back in 2019. Um, I've been working... Uh, Really, you know, fully into OD private optometric practice since graduation, um, and uh, recently, and um, in, in, you know, to be more specific, I'm I'm working in Fairfield, Connecticut. Um, that's I, I was born. I'm um, not too far away, so I, I decided to stay around the area, and uh, I ended up finding an opportunity in Fairfield, Connecticut, which is where um, I actually ended up buying my practice um, this this year. Um, but, but essentially, I started out there um, part-time, I had multiple part-time, um, uh, uh, you know, positions uh, working at, you know, in pr- private, optoma- you know, optometric practice. Um, and I ended up, uh, you know, buying, like I said before, uh, this practice in Fairfield from the retiring doctor uh, back in April um, of this year. So, um, and everything's been working out beautifully.
0: Nick, it's it's so amazing to see you because I knew you as a student. And you can always see and tell the leaders because, um, as a student, you were involved in the private practice club at SUNY or the State University of New York College of Optometry. Then, when you graduated, you had that experience firsthand as being an employee doctor working for other optometrists, and now you've really progressed to that ownership. So you really have a unique perspective, Nick. In particular, it wasn't the easiest time over the last several years with COVID and everything to kind of get into ownership. So you've really done this in a challenging way. Now. One of the things that I praise optometry school with is that opportunity to two or two things. One, give us that didactic information, make sure that we can appropriately care for patients and two, really fostering this opportunity for the creation of these student clubs, in particular, the private practice club that gave you that form, that that ability to share um, things with students um, after school hours. And also too, I'm, I'm assuming that we all had some level of practice management um, courses in optometry school. But Nick, is there anything now looking back? So you're three and a half years graduated. Is there anything when you look back now at your um, optometric schooling where you wish like, man, I wish somebody would have told me a little bit more about this topic, right? I wish I didn't learn this kind of the hard way after I graduated optometry school and share with us some of those things that that you learned when you graduated that you wish somebody would have told you about in optometry school.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know in optometry school they you know they, they really do a great job obviously of of training you um, you know speaking from from the experience at SUNY to become a you know an optometrist and a great doctor but they don't really teach you a whole lot of the financial side of things right and and, and one of the things that you know I, I had to learn and um you know on a, a pretty quickly you know basically how important budgeting and and you know and we could get into a little bit more specifics in terms of you know saving for retirement um but i would say really uh really more the the budgeting for for specific things uh, you know certain investment opportunities are you talking about budgeting
0: like for your actual optometric practice or personal budgeting or, or both?
1: I, um, I mean, well, well, definitely both now Now that I'm a practice owner, but um, I would say even budgeting as a, uh, you know, as, as a new newly practicing doctor, right? I mean, they really don't teach you the specifics on how to do that, um, you know, and, and, and all of that. So so I would say, you know, like, for example, just to throw out a specific example, you know, IRAs, right? You know, it's really, really important to save for retirement, um, you know, I I was kind of blasted with a lot of this new information. What what is an IRA? How do you save for it? What what's the maximum amount? What what are the benefits? What is a traditional? What's a what's a what's a Roth IRA? What what are what are your you know what, what, what you know what what can you do? What can't you do? What, what can you get penalized for? Right? They don't teach you about any of this stuff. And you know, it's I find that that you know obviously saving for retirement is extremely important. And something that that I certainly wish that I knew a little bit more about, uh, you know, before uh, getting out into the real world. So
0: <laughs> every time I meet with my financial advisor, I still level set. So I say, um, oddly enough, one of my financial advisors, his name is Nick. So I say, oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm understanding these different categories correctly. So this is this one. This is this one. This is this one. Are those statements correct? And he says, yes or no. And he corrects me or me, And then we <laughs> continue with the conversation. Yep. Now, I, I couldn't agree with you more. That was all stuff after the fact. How how comfortable, Nick, were you in optometry school? Like even like, let's say, for example, somebody said, hey, Nick, we're going to give you an opportunity. We're going to employ you. You're going to get $100,000 as an employee doctor. How comfortable with you, were you with even understanding, like what that actually meant at the end of the day, like what you'd be receiving, or you know, after the taxes that you were obviously paying, like how much you'd be left with to to, to budget for other things in your life?
1: Well, you know, obviously it's a new experience uh, being a, a, a new grad um, where essentially, I, I wasn't in the real world ever until the age of 26. <laughs> so, so really, you know, jumping out, it, it was a little bit nerve wracking. But, you know, it, once you start paying off some of your more immediate debts, you know, oh, I owe $1,000 to my, my parents here because they helped me out and, and all of that and you start to to realize at the end of the day okay well well this is actually what i'm taking home this is actually where i'm able to save um and and it it took quite a while to to really get comfortable with that um and uh you know just basic budgeting is is never easy i you know i don't think on any scale um but but especially as a new graduate when you're you're making all kinds of money money that you haven't seen before um certainly certainly took time and um and, and, and yeah, but but overall, it, it you know after I became more comfortable with with okay, well this is what I can budget for this, and you know I have to pay X amount of dollars for for student loans. Um, it really became a little bit, you know, I became a lot more comfortable with it all. Yeah,
0: Nick, I'll tell you, my sentiment is so similar to yours. I I even remember like so, you know, going through school. I remember even in undergrad and high school, we'd have to do these calculations on interest and compound interest and what that actually meant um, in terms of not only saving, but also um, dollars that we'd have to pay back to somebody that loaned them to us. Of course, It's very rare that you go through that um, calculation, that process of really understanding what that actually means. I wish somebody would have done two things to me in optometry school. Um, One, I wish they would have grabbed me by my ear and sat me down and said, this is how taxes work. And make sure you understand this. You don't have to know exactly how to calculate it, but make sure that you understand taxes and tax brackets. Yeah. And the second thing is, make sure you understand how loans work and how repayment works on loans so that you know what to expect. It's not just the payment and that whole payment goes towards your principal. This is how much goes towards principal and this is how much goes towards interest. I really wish somebody would have, again, really sat me down and gave me that kind of honest, wholehearted uh, re- response as a student.
1: Couldn't agree more, Mila. Couldn't agree more. And, you know, really uh, w- what you'll find out is that you, you certainly uh, want the compound interest going in your-, your favor and not in the opposing favor. But but really, you know, uh, it-, it also takes some time to-, to, you know, sort of think about, you know, because there's multiple schools of thought, of course, when it comes to to debt versus, you know, good debt, bad debt, and then also just overall having debt Versus investment opportunities, and you know, do you do you take the time to you know spread spread your payments out a little bit more when you have debt, so that you can take a little bit more opportunity to to invest and have your money work for you on the opposite side, right? But but that stuff takes time, and you know, we certainly we were no finance majors, you know, so or or MBAs, um, and and these things certainly take time to to learn, um, and you know, certainly wish that we had that uh, prior to getting out. <laughs>
0: it is i'll tell you nick one of the toughest things that i had the problem with or the challenge with was there wasn't any definitivity in the answers there's just there's yeah. options there's things that you can do but there's not that clear like
1: do this yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah just do this mila do this
0: and through school we've just been trained to kind of follow the steps as we went along because if we wanted to be optometrists we had to do this and our path was paved and i remember the first time i actually felt like i had a little bit of choice in the matter was that the fourth year rotations because that was the first time you really were like okay what where where do you want to do your rotations what what do you actually want to be exposed to what do you want to see and that was really the first kind of taste of it (laughs) when you graduate it's all decisions that you make. And you can only make those decisions based on what you know. And the more you know, even though it might not change the decision, you you feel better about the decisions because you've considered all the things on the plate, as opposed to just taking a few small things. It's kind of what I'm exactly. talking about the IRAs and everything.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that takes time. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> okay. Listen, this, this was
0: awesome. Um, You may be aware of this, but we're actually coming out with an optometric Insights Handbook. And it's going to be free, available to every single student, every single college of optometry um, across the US and Canada. And really what it's meant to do is to give some level of guidance. Nothing's going to be One hundred percent perfect. Nothing's going to be um, every answer to every question, but it's going to give some guidance to those things that we wish we knew when we were in optometry school. We wish somebody would have just sat down and shared with us, and also sharing some of those awesome resources taken from people who have already kind of cracked the code on some of these things, and giving the students the ability and the opportunity to actually see this as students to really give them a caveat or a venue to start um, helping them with some of the stuff that we've had problems with or challenges with, or wish somebody would have shared with us when we were in optometry school.
1: Absolutely. And and just to say, I love that Optometric Insights is doing this because, you know, it's certainly something that I wish that I had (laughs) as a student. Um, And I I think that it's going to be very, very beneficial um, to a lot of people. Um, You know, not, not everybody, you know, can, can, you know, become the private practice club president and go to all these different conferences and, and network with great people like yourself, Mila. So, you know, it it is it is great that you have this, this resource um, as a student and the fact that it's obviously free too is amazing, um, you know, and I think that it's going to really, really help out a lot of students for sure.
0: Yeah, we hope so, Nick. That's, that's really the goal. And again, ultimately, we just want to share with them the things that we wish we knew when we were in their shoes just to empower them to hopefully make better and more insightful decisions um, as they're approaching graduation, taking them through first to through fourth year.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Nick, listen. It's been awesome as always. Just spending a little bit of time with you, big guy. Um, uh, Thank you. Thank you for your time, first and foremost. And thank you all for joining us on this episode of the Optometric Insights Show.